Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. Make yourself at home. Well, welcome to episode 15 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so grateful you're listening in today. In this series, we are learning to pray from women in the Bible. And wow, I am learning so much about how to pray from this series. In episode 13, I introduced the series and reviewed six women in the Bible whose prayers are recorded. In episode 14, I outlined the life of Deborah and shared her prayer secret, that consistent prayer yields strength and confidence unlike anything else. Deborah's life definitely is exhibit A for this concept. If you are interested in learning more about the life of Deborah, be sure to listen to episode 14. Now today, I can hardly hold back my excitement to dive into the story of a woman who is widely known for her prayer life, and that woman is Hannah. Hannah's story covers two chapters in 1 Samuel 1 and 2. In each of these chapters, Hannah prays, and we're privileged to have both of her prayers recorded. In this podcast episode, I'm focusing on Hannah's first recorded prayer. Similar to Deborah, Hannah's story begins with difficulty. In Deborah's story, remember how she enters the picture when the people of Israel had been cruelly oppressed for 20 years? Hannah's crisis is also one of great proportions. She finds herself in enormous grief because she is unable to bear children. This is a very personal heartache, but it's also a public humiliation. She is not doing the normal thing for a woman in her culture. She's considered less than for her inability to produce a child, and yet this is through no fault of her own. It's a circumstance completely outside of her control. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 1 verse 5 that the Lord had closed her womb. Can you imagine the frustration of Hannah as she lives with the fact that she can't bear children and there's nothing she can do about it? I know for some of you listening right now, this is your reality. Challenging doesn't even begin to describe the pain. It's such an awful place to be. In Hannah's situation, not only is she coping with infertility, but she is tormented by her husband's other wife, who is fruitful and multiplying and giving her husband sons and daughters. Imagine the heartache of Hannah. The Bible gives us the detail that Peninnah, the other wife, not only tormented Hannah, but that this went on year after year. The situation was so bad that Hannah wept and refused to eat, and her husband was anguished over her. Hannah reached her breaking point. While she was at Shiloh at the end of the sacrifice and feast, Hannah stood up and began to pray in deep anguish. In 1 Samuel 1 verse 10, the scripture tells us she was weeping bitterly. I can easily imagine what she must have looked like because I have wept bitterly in my life multiple times over grief, over losing my mom, over losing my tailor to heaven, over losing a baby before he or she was even born. I understand that pain. The rawness and the ache are so deep that words can't even form to explain the depth. The agony renders you wordless, but somehow Hannah found some words to form into a promise to God. She said, look at my misery and remember me. 
Don't forget me. Please give me a son and I will give him back to you, Lord. He will be fully dedicated to you. This is her prayer. What beauty, what sincerity. I want to pause for a moment right here and just speak to you from my heart. If you are feeling like God has forgotten you, then Hannah's example shows us that asking him to show you that he does remember you is good. In fact, it's the very best place to be in when all you can do is pray and ask the Lord for his mercy. Ask him to show you that he has not forgotten you. I just want to make sure you know that it's okay to feel like you've been forgotten. But just because you feel forgotten does not mean God has forgotten you. Verse 12 in 1 Samuel chapter 1 tells us that Hannah kept on praying to the Lord and the priest at the temple was watching her. He looked at her mouth. The Bible says Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Maybe she simply didn't have the strength to voice the words and so she willed her mouth to move, but no sound could be found to will out of her body into the reality of her pain. Eli, the temple priest, immediately judged her. He believed that she had been drinking and he asked her point blank, how long are you going to stay drunk? Stop drinking. Here's where I feel like it's hard not to flip the table and be judgmental of Eli. We don't know if Perhaps he had seen this before, or maybe getting exuberant with the elements of the feast after the sacrificing at the temple was a common issue that he dealt with. But no matter how much grace I give to Eli, I can't help but notice the humility of Hannah as she objects to his accusations. The Bible says in 1 Samuel ten twelve that Eli says to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. While we can't hear his tone, I feel like how he addresses her with a question right out of the gate leads us to believe that he is scolding her. He answers his own question. Put away your wine. I know that whenever I answer my own questions, it's usually because it wasn't really a question to begin with. Hannah simply shares that she's not drunk, but that she's deeply troubled and pouring out her soul before the Lord. What do you think it looks like to pour out your soul before the Lord? I think there are at least three things that Hannah teaches us in her first recorded prayer. The first is that a humble spirit in prayer will ignore the opinions of others. Hannah wasn't worried about what anyone else thought of her in that moment of talking to God. As she presented her plea before the Lord, her lips did not move, but her spirit was fully moved. She longed to share her full heart with the Lord, and she poured out her soul Every thought, every emotion, her deepest desires, dreams, and longings. A humble spirit in prayer will hold nothing back. You see, varied emotions can exist behind not wanting to talk to God. Maybe anger is what prevents you from talking to God. Sometimes fear prevents us from telling God our deepest secrets as if he doesn't know them. Maybe for you it's grief that prevents you from sharing your thoughts with the Lord. But regardless of the emotions, when we allow the emotions to prevent us from opening our souls and pouring them out to God, the root is usually pride. Some of you may not like that, but no one likes to think of themselves as prideful or arrogant. But when we close ourselves off from God, we tend to think we're in control. We think that we've one-upped God, that we've given him the cold shoulder and we're holding him at a distance. In my deepest, darkest grief and pain and anger, I found that the best thing to do is spill my guts to the Lord. 
I just humble myself before him and I let him know how miserable I am and how much I need him. Because when I am empty of everything, especially myself, then I am at the most pivotal point as a human. I can then be filled with God. When I let his spirit lead over my own, then I find a deeper sense of trust. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. I've experienced the truth of this verse in my own life, and so did Hannah. A humble spirit in prayer not only will hold nothing back, but it will usher in contentment. If you take a look at Hannah, the scripture says her face is no longer downcast. In verse 18, she said to Eli, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. You know, surrender brought a newfound joy and extraordinary peace. Did she have a baby in her arms? Not yet. But she had something greater, a rest in the plan of her Almighty God. A confirmation from the temple priest Eli, whose few words may have carried her through the next few weeks until she knew she was with child. Listen to what Eli's reply was after she said that she was praying here out of her great anguish and sorrow. He said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. After wrongly assuming Hannah was drunk, Eli recognized the depth of her sorrow and provided words of affirmation to Hannah. I preach to myself when I say that everyone on the planet could use an affirming word right now. Look for those opportunities to speak life into others. I want to be more aware of needed words of encouragement, whether it's to the cashier, the bus driver, the teacher, pastor, pastor's wife, small group leader, everyone you come in contact with. You just never know who is going to carry your words in their back pocket for a few weeks or months or even years until they have a prayer answered from the Lord. Ephesians 4.2 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. You know, years ago, Matt and I were walking with Taylor in a restaurant. I am hoping that I have not shared this story with you before, but if you've heard it, then you just (laughs) need to hear it again, I guess. Matt and I always walked with Taylor. One of each of us would hold her hand on either side of her because she had an incredible ability to reach out and grab whatever is in front of her. For those of you listening for the first time, Taylor is my special needs daughter who passed away January 2nd, 2019. She had a rare metabolic disorder called mucopolysaccharidosis. It is a lysosomal storage disease and causes severe neurological degeneration. So every skill that she ever gained, she also gradually throughout her lifetime lost. One day, as we walked past a restaurant table, we knew to hold her hands and we were almost to our table, one table away, when Matt dropped her hands so that I could move in front of her and I did not move quickly enough. She reached out and grabbed this guy's french fries right off his plate. And I have never, ever forgotten him, ever Because instead of being surprised, instead of being angry, like we had encountered so many times when she swiped someone's food, he instead looked at her with a big smile, held out the plate to her, and said, would you like another? I just think that 
it's a beautiful example of this verse in Ephesians. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Lastly, Hannah's humble spirit and prayer turned on her spirit of worship. 1 Samuel 1.19 says that early the next morning, after she's had this encounter with Eli, after she has um, prayed her prayer of promise to God, the Bible says that they rose early the next morning and worshipped before the Lord and then went home. Praising God breaks down barriers. When Hannah humbled herself before the Lord, God looked down and saw her heart. And I believe he was bursting with pride. Like, that's my girl Hannah down there. She's bringing me glory even before I answer her prayer. How could I not answer her precious prayer? Pouring out our souls before the Lord in humility delivers results we won't experience otherwise. Humble prayer from our deepest places of pain transforms our hearts. And God transforms our circumstances. That, my friends, is today's thread of hope. Each episode of Untangling Life concludes with a segment called On My Desk. If you sometimes struggle to find the words to pray, then don't miss my brand new resource, 31 Days of Prayers for the Heart. If you struggle to find the time to pray, this beautiful set of 31 topical prayers is designed to meet you in your hardest moments and help you remember that prayer trumps panic every time. Head over to cardshop.rachelwojo.com. For episodes 15, you'll find 31 Days of Prayers for the Heart on my desk, and also on my desk, the Certain Through Uncertainty Bible Reading Plan and Journal. In the month of October, we are talking through or walking through a series of Bible reading to remember our faith rests in Christ and Christ alone. We can be sure that God has not changed for all eternity. You can grab this digital download and know that consistency provides confidence. Also on my desk this week is Pam Farrell's Hope Journal. This beautifully simple journal provides a sweet place to pray, color, doodle, or brainstorm. Such a practical little journal. I love it so much because I feel like it bridges age gaps. My girls at home are using it too. It's a fantastic tool to connect on common ground with your family. Thanks so much for listening to the Untangling Life podcast today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.